guys welcome to the decode podcast in this series we bring you conversations with our leaders who talk about their experiences and best practices to solve new age business challenges they will be covering trending topics and will share stories around different technologies such as cloud web development blockchain mobile and various bpm tools to know more stay tuned with us Hi guys, I'm Renal, your host for the day. Welcome to the twelfth episode of the Decode Podcast. Today we are going to take a look at the five key technology trends for 2023. It's often said that technology moves quickly, but the decisions we make about it can have long-term consequences. So that's why identifying the new tech trends and understanding what they mean really matters. We started recording the Decode Podcast to give our listeners some insights into different technologies and their implications in the industry. and that's what we are going to be talking about today with aditya and mahima through our idea of lenses so there are five lenses each of which is our perspective on new technology in the near future we are going to talk about the five that are most popular in 2023 so let's begin hi guys hi glad to be here okay so let's begin with uh, talking about the first lens platform as products So I am glad to be here, and right off the bat, the platform as a product approach is fundamentally a practice to enable improved efficiency, improved product quality and reliability, and of course, faster speed to market by reducing the load for developers, and that also enables them to deliver value. See, this approach is not a silver bullet, as with any framework or defined practice. it should be understood as a step in the journey and it may well be the case that very mature and highly capable technology teams don't even require this approach they can adopt a polycentric shared commons approach that distributes ownership across multiple teams and eliminates the needs for a platform to have a dedicated team to be less uh, tech heavy here with platform as products we are focusing on them as products which means treating the people that are using the platform as real customers getting constant feedback doing internal training and doing internal marketing really a product focused on developing a and using user platform which i think is important because lots of folks are investing a lot in platform builds and platform rebuilds and often are disappointed with the outcomes Um, if you could just give an example here, Aditya, that would help our listeners to understand. Sure, sure. So, for example, for years, Microsoft's Outlook has been losing ground to Google's Gmail and the email apps integrated into iPhones and other mobile devices. But now the company is trying to inject new life into Outlook, attempting to transform it from a simple email product into a platform that connects users to a multitude of third-party services such as PayPal, Uber. Yelp and Evernote. Okay, understood. So yeah, I think as much as anything, this is about putting out our perspective because I don't know of any other term that has hit so much semantic diffusion yeah. out in our world as platform. Yes. So now because everybody talks about the platform as the end-all solutions for everything. Great. So let's move on the second lens, hostile tech. Wow, interesting. Uh, what is it? Uh, hostile tech. Well, yes. Uh, it is an interesting name. Uh, so let me explain it to you hostile technology is commonly associated with criminal activities such as ransomware breaking into a system to steal data or creating computer viruses but this misses the complete picture the landscape is evolving continuously and the definition of hostile tech should be broadened to include legal 
even widely accepted acts that ultimately threaten societal well-being yeah as technology grows more complex the ways in which it can be misused rise so and uh, as people rely more on technology in daily activities they are increasingly subjected to unintended even hostile consequences and uh, in a high level of automation taking humans out of the loop and making decisions at machine speed and the possibility for things to go wrong rapidly escalates i think just the phrase hostile tech itself raises some eyebrows you might consider some of the things running on your computer running on your smartphone and some of the systems that you interact with on day to day basis as actually being hostile to you depending on your perspective because if a business is selling advertising and selling my eyeball time and if i'm unclear about that or don't feel like i'm getting value for that that's maybe a little bit of hostile act okay so how do we save our systems and spaces from it well i have had a chance to read about this and the solution is basically three words adapt analyze and anticipate which basically means secure your software delivery consider adopting approaches like zero trust beyond cop beyond prod and vectors of trust to modernize your auth z processes in quantum computing okay right so well inside my own home my family very much values seeing advertisements that apply to them so that they can you know get discount on the product yeah. i mean whereas i don't want to be tracked and i think even iphone provides that kind of service yes, where you yes, can yes, click yes. Uh, that you don't want to be tracked and i don't want them to let them know that what ad i saw somewhere on some social app uh, so the real key here is that of course things that you think of as illegal hacking malware those sort of things are hostile of course but yeah. we want to openly call out the misuse of private data is hostile correct yes absolutely that's the idea okay so let's talk about the third lens now and that is big one for this year which is partnering with ai what's your take on this well uh, i was just reading about this the other night and i have to admit artificial intelligence is everywhere and it is the talk of the town right now the real call out is that it's really becoming more mainstream day by day and we think it needs to become or should become more mainstream ai is not what you get it's what you consume to become better what that means is that we don't have a department of ai we don't have a group of in the corner somewhere that does ai you really need to think what ai is as a part of your everyday projects how can it help your people be more effective there are examples everywhere from clothing retailers that get suggestions based on your past purchases and then help you layer it down to using ai to help write code which i think is a best thing so as humans we have always been fascinated by the technological changes in fiction right Uh, right now we are living in the greatest advancement in our history artificial intelligence has emerged to be the next big thing in the field of technology organizations across the world are coming up with breakthrough innovations in artificial intelligence and machine learning ai is not only impacting the future of every industry and every human being but also has acted as the main driver of emerging technologies like big data robotics and iot considering its growth rate it will continue to act as a technological innovator for the foreseeable future and considering what chat gpt has and other tools that uh, have come to light in the last 4 5 months have done in the industry is far from the ai is actually capable of and now google is in the game with its own ai chatbot called bard i guess which they say is an advanced version of chat gpt which tells us that this is just the beginning 
There will be an influx of AI-based tools in front of us in the next eight to nine months, just like there was an influx of websites when the internet first came. And yeah, AI won't take your jobs. <laughs> it's are, yeah, jobs. yeah. It's just here to assist you to do your job in a more efficient way, just like you use Google and. Uh, you will use ai tools and rather than getting 10 pages of scattered results you will get a specific answer to your query simple yeah even if it's chat gpt you would need someone who's going to input the query into the chat gpt yeah, it's not like chat gpt is going to give you the results automatically yeah. okay so moving on to a very hotter trend in 2023 than ai metaverse and web3 like you know, since their introduction a couple of years ago both technologies have matured quite a bit and are in their prime phase considering the advancements in ai so what is your take on that Maima? well uh, yes i was just gonna say that uh, just like last year and right now there are tons of metaverse hype People are using that word to apply to an awful lot of things. Really, the important thing is that digital interactions become deeper and richer with the help of the metaverse. In the metaverse, I think that is what really matters, not just the splashy headlines. These days, some folks think that the metaverse is all about 3D embodied internet, which to me is the thing that I identify most closely with. But then there are also folks who want to tie the metaverse and Web3 together as ideas. The biggest difference between the two technologies is that people use Web3 to access the metaverse, much like how an automobile uses a road. What I wanted to really say is that Web3 is about decentralized ownership and control and putting the web in the hands of its users and the community. The metaverse, on the other hand, is a sheer digital reality that enables users to connect with each other, build economies, and interact in real time. And it doesn't care who owns it. Web3 is built on blockchain and cryptocurrencies, while the metaverse uses technologies such as AR, VR, and digital currency. This is due to the Web3 being decentralized and having no major corporate influence or control. I, I agree. I read an article on this a couple of months ago. I was trying to disambiguate the main usages that we have seen of the word metaverse. The first one, I'm just going to call it Zuckerberg's embodied internet. That's the avatars in your living room, hologram, uh, hologram, bedrooms, 3D everything. And like Ready Player One, the movie we saw a couple of years ago. It's all that kind of stuff. Basically, it's the high-end Hollywood graphics version of internet. That is something that people often mean when they are talking about metaverse. The second potential meaning of metaverse actually has to do with Web3. That's the ownership economy and the evolution of internet. You need to be able to sell things to people online for them to bother to spend time in the metaverse. This is the money version of metaverse. The third major use of metaverse is actually the industrial metaverse. For example, Nvidia partnered with Siemens to build a virtual factory to map the whole facility digitally which will eventually help them to deploy the solutions tested in the metaverse to a real factory, hence improving the efficiency of space. Okay, so if I'm a big shoe manufacturer, should I go up in a store in the metaverse? Uh, the answer might be yes. Uh, meet your customers where they are. If the people who are collecting your brand of shoes are on metaverse, then by all means, set up a storefront there and give them a buying experience they have never seen before. Wow, that's, that's very, that's quite interesting. I mean, to, I think we should learn more about NFTs and Web3 
the way it's moving forward. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to our last lens, which is a big concern for everyone, which is how to accelerate sustainability through tech. Well, uh, speaking of it, there is a term for it, the technology eco-advantage. I'll explain what that is in simple terms. So it is all about using advanced technologies and ways of working to enable profitable solutions that also have a positive impact on net zero and other environmental, social and governance goals. See, some simple steps like the combination of process automation, carbon data transparency, circular product and sustainable business models can reduce emissions by 45 to 70%. As per the recent article I read, one of the biggest benefits of the technology eco-advantage mindset is that companies can set a roadmap for new tech adoption that will speed the journey to sustainability by helping to embed it as a core value. The key to implementation is rethinking traditional approaches to technology, particularly in the areas of digitized operations, digital product and service design, cloud computing, IoT and blockchain. And above all, applying AI and advanced analytics along with data and ecosystem building and management. Yeah, so when we are talking about accelerating sustainability, it's not just about the accelerating need to tackle the climate crisis and move to a more sustainable world, but also accelerating response to uh, the things we are seeing through technology, through policy, through the kind of things that people are thinking about. Uh, you see, lots of organizations have a chief sustainability officers these days. So a hot take here. Sustainability was a really big watchword last year with lots of brands getting on board with that as being part of their positioning and their sustainability stance. They pitch to the customers that sustainability should be a key factor in choosing your ideal product or services. And they play big marketing gimmicks to prove their point. To give an example, uh, Amazon, they recently sponsored a stadium in Seattle that changed its name to Climate Pledge Arena when actually there are thousands of trucks rolling up and down the streets delivering their products when all the prime airplanes emitting a year's worth of carbon in a single flight. So sustainability has become just a branding move for companies nowadays but I think that it should be a serious topic of discussion within an organization. Absolutely, I completely agree with what you guys said here. Some seemingly trivial decisions can have long-term implications on things like sustainability. And it's something that awareness, not just as a corporate enterprise architecture level, but at the individual decision level yes, can have exactly. an impact. Well, uh, that was pretty much everything that was under our lens today. And we hope our listeners will have a better understanding of what is coming their way in 2023 after listening to this episode. So thank you guys for joining us today. It was quite an insightful discussion and I hope it helped our listeners as well. So thank you all for listening. This is Nunat from the Decode Podcast. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. You can find the summary in the show notes. You can also follow us on our social media handle. The handle is Decode Solutions spelled as D-E-Q-O-D-E. If you have any questions, feedback or just want to reach out and suggest a topic, do not hesitate. Don't forget to share this episode and get early access to upcoming ones by subscribing to The Decode Podcast.